0: this episode of China Unscripted, how the Ohio train wreck is being used for Chinese propaganda, China declares victory against COVID again, and the Chinese spy balloon thing is even weirder than we thought. Welcome to China Unscripted. I'm Chris Chappell.
1: I'm Shelley John. And I'm Matt Ganeshta.
0: I just want to say, last night we, we, we for the first time, got to meet uh, Anderson, the video editor for this podcast, as well as China Unscripted. Oh, no. This is China Unscripted. <laughs> uh, We're also doing really China well. Uncensored. Yeah, yeah, so, like, he was oh, in oh, Taiwan. Also, also,
1: this is not the first
2: time that <laughs> we've not met him. It's not the first time we've met Manderson. Well. It's a-
0: Okay. So, anyways, he's 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 visiting from Taiwan. So we th- we had the great idea to like, hey, take him to like this really American place where everything is deep fried, and you have the option of smothering everything in like cheese and gravy and bacon and bacon. Uh, so we all feel awful. <laughs> Anderson, you're editing this. I hope this reminds you of the trauma. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, um, so yeah, we're we're really we're really
1: on fire today.
0: Was that a condemnation?
1: Anyway, so here we are in America
0: here we are in America and I think uh let's start off with some of the some of the big news that's actually kind of old news but is now new news because people are actually paying attention to it the train derailment in Ohio that spread a bunch of toxic chemicals around actually it it was more like the burning of the toxic chemicals that really helped spread more toxic fumes around anyways this has been a, a propaganda boom for the Chinese Communist Party
2: yes that's why we're talking about that's, it on China and yeah
0: because I mean you know how great the reporting is from Chinese state-run media well they have been on the scene in Ohio covering the news that the the American government is trying to keep covered up
2: yeah it's basically uh there was at several different Ministry of foreign Affairs briefings over the last week They've just repeatedly pointed to the Ohio train derailment. Uh, Plus, there was a U.S. investigative journalist who claimed that the U.S. had something to do with the Nord Stream explosions that happened last year.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 So
2: basically, those two incidents and they... They were basically like, the U.S. is hyping up the spy balloon incident, which is not a spy balloon. It was a weather balloon. And and, civilian. Yes, and they're doing it because they're trying to cover up from all of these disasters that the American government
0: was involved in and trying to cover up. This is why Global Times is my favorite state-run media.
2: Yeah, I think this is like the transitive principle of the CCP propaganda, which is like any time... They do something. They their reflex is to accuse other people of doing the thing of
0: doing bad things. Yeah. Well,
2: so it's like if they're trying to cover up the spy balloon incident, they're like, oh well, the U.S. is the one trying to cover up the spy balloon incident. Yeah. yeah. You know.
0: Well, well, I mean, first they tried the hey, actually, the U.S. sent ten spy balloons into China in 2022. We've only we're only talking about this now. Suddenly, for you know no particular reason and we have no evidence to back it up so that didn't really work very well but now this is ohio yeah. thing has been a pretty big boon because it is off objectively like it's a bad it's story bad. yeah it's bad
2: but uh they they're basically hyping it up on Chinese social media too with uh people calling it Ohio Chernobyl ah
1: yeah being like oh this is as bad as Chernobyl and there's a lot of wait so they they want to compare this to a well-known Communist Party cover-up? Well, I
2: mean, it wasn't a Chinese Communist Party cover-up.
1: I know, but the whole, like my my whole perspective on Chernobyl, and I think this is a fairly common perspective, is that the the, the problem with Chernobyl was less the accident and more that the way communism works is it basically forced like increasing layers of cover-ups and officials avoiding responsibility and that's why it went from what could have been a relatively contained nuclear meltdown to a widespread disastrous one where they had to basically shut off an enti- and evacuate an entire city for decades.
2: Do you think that the Chinese understanding of Chernobyl is that it was actually the fault of communism? Because I do not think that is what the Chinese understanding of Chernobyl is. Yeah.
0: And I mean, honestly, I think it is a good tactic because you're you're comparing it, what happened in Ohio, to a well-known catastrophe that the government kind of covered up and messed up. So I think people see more the connection between like The 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 U.S. covering up the Ohio thing.
1: You're right. This is no place for nuance.
2: And so, basically, on Chinese social media, too, there's a bunch of popular, like nationalist, like netizen people who are spreading uh, photos claiming that, like, this giant dark cloud, uh, this video with this giant dark cloud, is you know from the Ohio train derailment, like it's the toxic fumes. But it turns out that it's actually a video from Portland of I don't know what, I guess actual clouds. Like it's I
0: I wanna like these these are pretty intense, which we will have on screen, I'm sure. Thank you, Anderson. But uh those are some pretty gnarly clouds.
2: Yeah, but uh you know But it's they have kind nothing of,
0: to
1: do with the incident.
2: Yeah, it didn't have anything to do with the train wreck. In Unless Ohio. that like in Portland there was these clouds that happened before the train wreck. No, in no, Ohio. no.
1: That's
0: the aliens. Okay. And like all, like the spy balloons and the Ohio thing is a cover-up for the aliens.
2: Yeah, and then like some of the same type of...
0: You just let that f- swish off of you like water.
2: <laughs> I mean, in one ear, out the other, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, do you want to talk more about the
0: aliens? No, no, I said my piece. Okay.
2: Well, also, they're basically trying to portray it like the U.S. media is covering it up, too. They're not really reporting about it which is objectively mm. not true at this point. There's at been a point. lot of media coverage
0: now. Yeah, um, though a lot of it did come after a lot of social media posts. But, but another like, explanation of that could be like the Ohio residents went back, saw stuff posted to the Internet, people started talking about it, in the media it was like, oh, hey, this could make us money if we talk about it, so let's talk about it. Yeah. Versus, <laughs> hey, the spy balloon is a big news.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's that really the uh, – you know, the media were in this case involved in a huge cover up on behalf of the EPA or something, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I mean, it's just, they're,
1: they're, you know, the owner of the, of the train, like might want to cover it up. And there's obviously some level of government incompetence going on as is typical in any country, but the media at least weren't being censored.
0: I mean, it's, it is just one of those things where it's like, it was, it was a bad situation and it gives uh, the Communist Party uh, fuel for their propaganda stuff. And then backed by, you know, the nationalists online who will post just any old thing. And plus
2: then you basically will amp it up, right? Because the, the Chinese censors can choose what to show, what to delete, and then It's a it's a feedback loop where then you have like a Global Times article that's talking about all everybody on Chinese social media talking about this Ohio Chernobyl incident. So it's like it's a circle basically.
0: Yeah, and it also like it's it kind of manipulates like a lot of like conservative commentators in the U.S. who will be like, "Look, even China is laughing at us, pointing out our problems." Like this happens a lot when there's like a video of like you know Chinese students like in classrooms like dismantling guns there was a video about that that kind of came out what this week yeah like there's some chinese classroom where like young kids are like they're all taking part handguns because
2: it's communism
0: a, i don't, I don't there's know there's like
2: a contextless video of this yeah, yeah and what were people saying about it Oh,
0: like you look china's preparing for war whereas the u.s is all you know kind of oh, playing harry potter or something i don't
2: know okay it's kind of like when um there was a period of time when like there were certain conservative um media personalities that were really into like the russian military videos oh because because like they were like very like macho yeah Yeah. they are yeah
0: and we we are not doing that
2: yeah so i mean this kind of shows how like everything is about domestic politics in any country you go to right so like the ccp doing this whole thing about the ohio train derailment it's really about domestic politics it's not really about like they're using condemning the U.S. in order to bolster their own rule in China right
0: yeah everything's about oneself Mm -hmm. that's very interesting
2: we're we're all very self-involved people and countries yeah I mean I was talking to somebody the other day about how U.S. presidential elections it's always about domestic issues but really the the most power that a U.S. president has is on foreign policy
0: yeah but like
2: people don't really care about that in terms of like what they're going to vote for
0: yeah and it's also strange because like really again for like domestic stuff Congress is way more influential like that's that's where the stuff happens and yeah nobody theoretically yeah theoretically (laughs) but yeah no one no one cares there's something about the idea of like that one powerful leader that just is captures people's imagination even in a democracy where we're not supposed to treat leaders like that
2: Mm -hmm. do you think that secretly people on the inside yearn for maybe a supreme leader of sorts I
0: think they do Mm -hmm. I think they do if only there was somebody who could fulfill all the mythological needs of the human psyche to be all things to all men
2: Mm -hmm.
0: if only if only there was someone like that
2: Well we could talk about the spy balloon.
0: Uh oh yeah cuz we we kind of were talking about the spy balloon but now we can really talk about the spy balloon or shall i say spy balloons question mark I, because we don't actually know what those other things are. But probably
2: aliens. not chinese spy balloons. I'm not saying they
0: were aliens. Uh-huh.
2: But they were <laughs> aliens. aliens. You just need your hair to be a little spiky. A,
1: a little poofier. Yeah. Yeah well the, the the government was said that they had not recovered any of the debris from those 3 additional balloons because of difficult terrain
2: yeah well biden came out on um i forget if this was wednesday or thursday and said that they were pretty sure these were not chinese spy balloons
1: i mean as long as biden is pretty sure i'm okay with that
2: (laughs) i mean i think and then there was that crazy story that came out about maybe it was like a hobby one of them was a hobby balloon Did you see that?
0: Yeah, yeah, that there was like a local balloon (laughs) club in Illinois, in Illinois, where one was shot down.
2: Well, they were like floating. They had a balloon, and they knew it was kind of over Alaska. And then on the February tenth, and it would have been over the Yukon on the eleventh. Like when that unidentified object was shot out of Canadian airspace by (laughs) a USF twenty-two. But so I don't know though because. Like, it's, now it's a lot of speculation because Aviation Week published that story. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, all the media jumped on it because, like, what a wild story that <laughs> yeah. would be if it was true, right? But no one's been able to get confirmation from anyone as of this recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, there are a couple things that show, show that it may not have been, like, a $12 Mylar balloon, mm-hmm. essentially, because the before the U.S. officials had said that these objects were maybe the size of, like, a car, Oh, okay. So there's no there's no proof that any of them were like a hobby
0: balloon, but it sounds like a good story. It does. You know, I'm yeah. just imagining a scenario like, you know, a little kid and their dad flying a kite. Daddy, daddy, look how high my kite is. Tomahawk <laughs> missile blows it up. $400,000 missile. <laughs> Four hundred. Yeah. That, like, well, that, that, that was crazy. That,
1: the, the idea that each missile could cost $400,000, like to me, I'm like, well, that's a house. Right? In
2: some parts
0: of the country, yeah. Well, In San like Francisco, it's a
1: third of a house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, still, and they like, missed
0: the the one time the one yeah, over just, just, just Lake oops. Huron. They oops. they yeah. <laughs> missed. You'd think a four hundred thousand dollar missile, they'd like want to hit their slowly floating objects.
1: But it doesn't matter because they're spending our money, not their money.
0: Ah, ah, <laughs>
2: uh. ah. Uh, well, well. Anyway, I it does seem like the us and maybe canada started overreacting by just shooting down these random things yeah cuz it's
0: weird like cuz it, it's clear like they were tracking that original chinese spy balloon from like leaving hainan island all the way, like across the continental U.S., and then, like, only after it became a big media thing, where they're like, "Okay, we'll shoot it down," and now they're like, "Yeah, we'll shoot anything out of the sky." Bow, bow, yeah, bow, just bow. just wait. you Making know how people every feel year, safe. yeah, you <laughs> know
1: how NORAD, you know, tracks Santa Claus every year. Huh. <laughs> well, you know what's going to happen this no, December? No. Unidentified Santa objects.
2: <laughs> but actually, it is interesting because you mentioned that, like, it did come out that the well from unidentified u.s anonymous u.s officials who talked to the washington post that they had been tracking this since Hainan, which there's a bunch of big military installations like Hainan is known as it's a big island that's like off the coast of southern china and it's known as china's hawaii Mm -hmm. because it's like a very tropical so it's like where people in china go to have like a tropical vacation but also uh like hawaii it has large military bases on it and uh so people think that the u.s officials think that it probably was came from like a pla air force yeah with the
0: intention of possibly spying on like guam military bases which they've
2: done before which they
0: have done before uh and it is possible this balloon did get blown off course and then they just decided to make the best of a bad situation and decided to spy on uh bases in the continental u.s it
1: was still uh controllable yeah so it might have gotten blown past where they had wanted to control it but then they could still re-establish control
2: i mean they they definitely hovered over the nuclear missile sites in montana
1: i think maybe it's just a coincidence though uh-huh could be
2: yeah but that was really interesting to hear that you know the basically i think the u.s is trying to come out and say all these things without having to officially say them mm-hmm. so then you know talking about how this is part of like a large aerial surveillance program that's been established for years by the ccp uh that involves like you know balloons and satellites over all other countries too and there was also an interesting story i think it was also in the washington post about how china has used these types of large surveillance balloons
1: domestically for years oh yeah. right, like over xinjiang
2: yeah to basically for quote-unquote stability management right which is means quashing any protests or dissent against the government, et cetera.
1: It's a a scary world when the government could just fly balloons over you to watch you. Like, even if you think you're avoiding surveillance cameras, then there's the government balloon, like, overhead. It's like a weird, creepy dystopia.
0: But, I mean, that's like nothing compared to like phones I was
2: just thinking that like you know you have the balloons but then you have the surveillance cameras and you have your phone like uh, there were a bunch of the people they arrested for these protests that happened in November against like the covid policy Mm. Uh, they got because of the phone tracking you know they could see that they were in the vicinity of the protests so
1: yeah there is no so, escape. So the lesson here, kids, is leave your phone at home when you go out to protest the Chinese government.
2: But people, you know, also use their phones as documentation, right? Yeah. Like, that's how all these videos of the protests get out because everybody's filming it. Which means that everybody needs to start using GoPros.
0: That's right. Yeah. Or maybe one of those very old cameras <laughs> that you had
1: to, like, crank. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Bring yeah, back polaroids.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's also just camcorders. Are
2: yeah. there still camcorders?
1: Yeah, I mean that's just any camera, like a like a prosumer camera, like the ones we use for our studio that are designed to shoot video, and they're not designed to do anything else.
2: When is the last time you saw a like regular person carrying around a camcorder, though?
1: Uh, am I a regular person?
2: well no because you're a professional media
0: person yes that's why he's not a regular person yeah
1: yeah
2: I mean in this case
1: I I I I don't know Shally I I don't know when anyone has done that ever so
0: anyway one of the things that's found interesting about one of the the objects that were blown up over the U.S is one was octagonal like what could a flying octagonal object be a weather balloon octagonal though? i mean
2: i don't know if it's a it's not a balloon in that case but um yeah i don't know
0: i'm not saying it was aliens but <laughs>
2: an alien, alien, alien species that has like an octagonal based like did you ever see like
0: octopods
2: what was that movie signal was there a movie called signal involving aliens? oh with uh
0: renner renner the hawkeye guy
2: yes he was in it too yeah
0: yeah i saw that movie was it signals that was a great movie where it's all like all about trying to communicate with the aliens.
2: Yeah, and, well, and China
0: thought they were like evil and were going to go on to like nuke. There was some kind of
2: precognition or something that she was like. Yeah, like,
0: like yeah. She, when she learned to th- speak like the aliens, she was also thinking like the aliens, and they had different like ways of understanding arrival.
1: Time. Arrival. arrival. That's okay. It.
0: I think there was a movie called *Sickness*. That was like.
1: 2016. Yeah.
0: I really like, recommend that, actually. That was that was a very good movie.
2: But because the aliens had no, like, wasn't it hexagonal? Like, there was some kind of, their writing system and stuff was based on their body morphology, which is, like, right. they were kind of like... Octopuses. Yeah, yeah well, I mean I, kind I, of things.
1: Just like our numerical system is based on our body morphology, right? Our mm-hmm. system of 10. Almost every culture has some but kind of... But not all. Well, Aztecs had a system of twenty, which works if you're barefoot.
0: And I'm not saying
1: they were aliens, but they were aliens.
0: Did the
2: Mayans have a twelve base system?
1: Oh, there's something like that. I I might have. I might actually be thinking of the Mayans, not Aztecs. But there was one number might be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Clones. Live fact checking. Uh,
1: But yeah, yeah, there are. I'm just looking it up. Yeah, it's it's the Mayans that had a. Base 20. base 20, 20. okay. But their their base 20 started with zero, goes from zero to 19, Uh which is way more advanced than a lot of, most cultures with like one through 10.
0: Yeah, like I don't think zero zero really became a thing until like India in the second century, second or third century AD. Um, I was listening to an interesting thing about the Sumerians. A lot of people think they were aliens too. Ancient Sumerians. Uh, Which ones were the Sumerians? Uh, well, they were like a, a, a kind of a prosperous civilization in like ancient Mesopotamia. And they're weird because like they like suddenly kind of showed up out of nowhere with a language disconnected from everything else around it. And they established big, big civilizations and whatnot. So that's why some people think they were aliens. I mean,
1: I'm not saying it was the aliens, neither am I.
2: Didn't we talk to someone who had been to, like, these kind of UFO conferences where that alien guy was speaking, and they said that he really got a lot of women?
0: That does sound
2: familiar. Yes,
1: yes. I, I, I remember that conversation, too. Yeah. So and once How he again, always
2: went around with his hair like, like that yeah. to be recognizable.
0: So it's like we were saying earlier, even though you're talking about the aliens, really, it's all about domestic politics. <laughs> Uh okay so yeah. I mean a lot of their uh like archaeological sites of their civilizations are like in Iraq and Syria places that you know it, are difficult
2: to do archaeology in currently yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
1: but at any rate so back to this octagonal uh sky thing maybe it's from octopus aliens is what we're saying yes yes
0: i think that's i think that was the very smart point That's
1: probably what happened in fact i would say it's very unlikely that there's any other explanation
0: then i think we can put a a period on this and move on to our next topic right um which i think we want to kind of talk about well there's this ongoing uh thing the chinese communist party is trying to do of like rewriting the history of covid we did an episode on that and thankfully YouTube age restricted that because thank you YouTube so much um YouTube's gonna get a new CEO by the way I'm kind of afraid of what you don't think things
2: will get better
0: uh has anything that we've seen and experienced doing these shows made you think things get better
2: Mm. okay fair point
0: <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh uh, so fyi subscribing to us on like patreon or locals is a good way to stay in touch with us in case youtube's new ceo is not a nice person i don't know
2: uh, well well speaking of well i think i know why that youtube episode got age restricted actually it's because we talked about the ccp you know persecuting people um and there was video of some police officers, like, arresting Falun Gong people on Tiananmen Square, which is an old video that we've used multiple times before. It's like they're just
1: beating some guy up outside a van, right? Yeah.
2: And then, like, we've used it a ton of times before, but, like, only because people have started mass reporting us in the last Mm -hmm. couple years have, like, any time we have anything that shows Chinese police brutality – that episode will get age-restricted.
0: Yeah, even if it's even if it's just protests in China.
2: Yeah, or like only. once or twice it was like the Uyghurs, the blindfolded Uyghurs or the Uyghurs, like that photo of Uyghurs yeah. being in prison garb and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's, that'll be... It's
1: too disturbing to let people know what's actually happening in China, so well, it's only, better to Well, only the children,
2: only people under 18, Matt. Meanwhile, if you've ever seen kids' YouTube, <laughs> there's like a lot of
0: weird stuff a on there. Oh, horror show, absolutely. Yeah show
2: but uh yeah I mean it's not that we think that there are a lot of under 18 year olds watching us but if you're not signed into YouTube you can't see it it and, also uh,
0: affects yeah. how YouTube will recommend videos like age-restricted videos don't get recommended right. so it like always kills the view so this nice episode we put a bunch of work into showing how this Chinese Communist Party is trying to rewrite the history of COVID and cover it up thankfully no one will see that now because of YouTube Thanks. It's almost—it's almost
1: like what we tried to expose has been covered up.
0: Yeah, maybe we should write our messages on balloons. Uh, That's not a
2: terrible idea. That is um, something that people have done actually,
1: like like uh, South Koreans sending balloons into Propaganda North Korea balloons with like pamphlets and... or even USB sticks.
2: Even when we were in Jingmen, I think there was like stuff like that where they would like because they would the Chinese side would be like shelling Jingmen with like propaganda yeah. um, shells that had like propaganda on the inside. Mm-hmm. And then the other side, they were blasting like propaganda messages with the uh, huge speakers and they would send balloons across. Remember we did the thing where we were going to send a balloon across? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 This is, this is Men spelled with a K. That's the island belonging to Taiwan. That's only a couple miles off the coast of mainland China. Gina. Yeah, that
2: episode we did back in 2018.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was Beardless Chris. Oh, that's you right. Remember Beardless Chris? No, I blocked it out. Are you trying to rewrite history? <laughs> I Chris
0: have, has always had a beard. I have always had a beard from the day I was born. <laughs> from mm. the day I hatched out of an egg on top of a rainbow mountain. <laughs> Destined oh. to be supreme leader of these United States for life which is an eternity
1: uh, so, so anyway so so hey, the chinese communist speaking party.
0: of really stupid things to say Uh-oh. china declared victory over covid
2: They're oh killing. over the exit
0: wave at least. yeah over yeah. the exit wave
1: yeah so um <laughs> there's a there's a caveat there which is that they can then define how like what exit wave means, they could define that later.
0: I would like a any definition of exit wave. What is an exit wave?
2: Well, I mean, I think what they mean is that like the big COVID wave that happened because they stopped zero COVID is now over and everything's fine. Yeah. let's well, get technically, the economy going. It okay? was
0: not because they stopped zero.
2: COVID. Oh yes, like uh, it had started already. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The wave, the wave was already coming in.
2: But uh, some of this propaganda here is great because they're like, oh, you know. How many more than 200 million people access medical services, nearly 800,000 severe cases received proper treatment, and the country's COVID-19 fatality rate remained the world's lowest. China has created a miracle in human history.
0: Wow. Yes. And meanwhile, the evil U.S. empire is covering up, poisoning its own people. I mean, you just need to to, to make the comparison,
1: and yeah, it's obvious. This, this is not going to age well when, like, people in five or ten years discover that, like, actually, like, millions of people died. Millions, maybe tens of millions or more, have died from COVID, and it was covered up for years. Well,
0: fortunately, it's going to take a long time for them to make those decisions, those uh, those discoveries, because. Guess what? China is not actually allowing the WHO to continue its uh, investigations into the origin of COVID. In I mean, China.
2: Who's shocked by this,
0: right? I wonder if there is somebody who is shocked by
2: it. Maybe the WHO.
0: Yeah, like, how could they do this to us? We did everything they they did. We did everything they asked of us.
2: But yeah, I mean, I'm just still stunned that like they're they're blatant lying about the country's fatality rate remaining the world's lowest, like. Yeah. Because they're lying about your fatality rate. That's why
1: well it's also because they there were specific instructions sent to doctors and hospitals and nurses about uh to not count deaths uh with covid as deaths from covid so basically i mean to that, put
2: anything except covid on the death certificate if at all possible basically
1: right. yeah so so that Affects the statistics.
2: Also, they only counted hospital deaths. So you had the rural people
1: in a hospital. Wasn't there
2: something about,
0: were you telling me about something about like a mass grave or something somebody found? Oh,
2: no, it was the BBC had gone to a rural area to see how the COVID wave was doing there. And um, we've seen all those videos of like crematoriums being overwhelmed and like bodies piled up and people like waiting in line, you know. Uh, But in rural areas, like there aren't, That many crematoriums and traditionally people were buried and so there was just these photos that the bbc had taken of um just these fields full of graves it wasn't a mass grave it was just like lots of graves in the fields and from this covid wave because like they didn't they didn't have the capacity to like go take them somewhere to be burned so Mm -hmm. they just like buried them in the fields yeah, and the, all those people are uncounted for essentially, right? Yeah,
0: and yeah, I mean, what's, yeah, what what I'm sure whatever is happening in the rural countryside is really scary because that's where a lot of uh, elderly people live who are more susceptible to COVID. Uh, poor sanitation, poor medical treatments.
2: Yeah, um, not a lot of accessible treatment. Yeah, it's very yeah.
0: So I and there's like what did we say like half a billion people living in the countrysides something like that. Yeah, it's all it's so a lot it's, of people. So yeah, it really could be the death toll could be astronomical. Well, I mean it definitely
2: is going to be astronomical compared to their admitted death. Their toll.
1: admitted number. Of, right. And and probably also compared to the United States or most developed countries too. Yeah. I don't I don't just mean in terms of raw numbers but it could be a much higher per capita death as uh, death rate as well.
2: I mean we just won't know I think. Like in, right. they the CCP may have made it impossible to know Debra- essentially. Know. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Um oh, which reminds me, we should also talk a bit about uh the Wuhan uh healthcare reform protests. But oh. uh, let let's finish up talking about uh
2: Well, I mean, you mentioned the WHO is not going to be able to continue their investigation into the
1: origins of COVID. Well, Well, you know, you know, the WHO should be investigating the origins of COVID, Shelley?
2: I do, Matt.
0: That's because we listen to Chinese state-run media.
1: (laughs) So they suggested that the WHO ought to look into Fort Detrick in the United States.
2: Yeah, they suggested it multiple times over the last week
1: i'm amazed that they're still
0: hammering that one away like
2: well i mean it's the whole thing where they have to deflect by blaming it's like they can't take responsibility for anything so right? they
1: blame others for doing what they did
2: it's like ooh, the real victim here is the ccp
0: well it's, i you mean know? that's a mark of what communism is all about you blame everyone else for your problems
2: basically and then so in terms of the covid thing and the deflection it's like all right well if you claim that it's from a biolab in wuhan we have to do that you know biolab in the mirror you know? yeah and like they, they even had produced this whole documentary about fort dietrich and all the scary things and like they weren't actually able to connect COVID directly to fort dietrich but it was just kind of like this background like all the terrible things that happen in the u.s and they'll bring up like past things like the tuskegee experiment which was legitimately awful Mm -hmm. um and you know something that like ethically people shouldn't have been doing but that doesn't have anything to do with covid but that's what they'll do to like deflect the attention from um you know people blaming them and the who was going to this the investigation was supposed to be doing all these studies in china and that's the part where um for some reason the Chinese regime is not cooperating with letting the WHO do studies in China but why should
1: they cooperate because it didn't come from China it came from Fort Dietrich Shelley yeah yeah
0: yeah the WHO should send its investigators
1: there yeah so anyway you were you were saying Chris
0: I was I think you wanted to talk about the retiree protest. Oh, we talked to that. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I mean, this is... Gosh, I mean, there's... I I feel like the CCP is, like, beset on all sides by crises all over the place. And, like, this this was another one, like, um, about... I'm now not sure compared to when this episode will come out, but there was... Last
2: week and two weeks ago.
0: Okay. Last week and two weeks ago. uh, There was, like, a massive protest in Wuhan of about 10,000 retirees protesting healthcare reforms... That were supposed to solve some of the horrible corruption problems that were a part of uh, China's state-run healthcare system, um, but it ended up slashing people's healthcare benefits. Although, although not for like civil servants and certain well-connected people, like it seems like the reforms didn't affect them.
2: I mean, they always go for the retirees. I think in a certain way, like there's been a problem for many years where Chinese veterans. Yeah. have all they have protested so many times because their benefits keep getting slashed or they don't get you know they're basically being abandoned
0: and this is this is, a, this is this is a real crisis for the Chinese Communist Party because it has an aging population I think by 2035 it's supposed to be a third of the population will be over the age of 60. and if there's you know if the government can't provide health care in the system where the government says it can provide everything that's that's gonna make a lot of people
1: upset yeah and the thing is you you don't want to upset people who are retired because they have time to come out and protest and also they're old and they have a lot less to lose than young people that's true too
0: that's true too and like a lot of this current elderly generation they were they were red guards back in the day they they know about uh using extreme acts of violence against class enemies or people they don't like
1: i mean even if they weren't red guards they were there for the culture revolution they saw how it went down Mm -hmm. so uh yeah no i mean i'm i'm terrified of of elderly people in general so (laughs) i can see why this is a scary thing
2: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i mean really it's it's just about me you know reflecting upon my own mortality
2: oh okay i thought you were just thinking that elderly people were fierce well
0: i mean those uh what do you call the square dancing the damas yeah they are horrifying
2: they are like you always hear these stories about like neighborhoods who are really fed up with like the they're kind of like these chinese like older women who are in their 50s and 60s who like to dance in these public squares for exercise so imagine like doing a zumba class or something but it's just like in the middle of a public square with like blaring music at all hours sometimes you actually see them in chinatown like i was in yeah, flushing, flushing a couple yeah. weeks ago and like it was like twilight and the, the they had come out to do like a square dance
0: twilight as in night or like the movie
2: no as in night okay yeah and then the so there will be I was, I was <laughs> they, were,
0: they weren't vampires <laughs> right that we know of their skins were glittering <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyway so there are often these conflicts between these like women who are coming out to do square dancing and like the neighborhood people who are like, I can't take the I music anymore. I don't want anymore. this
0: at five in the morning. And
2: like they try to block the square or something and like the women just like push it all out of the way. Like they're, they're yeah, you don't uh, want to mess with them. I, I remember
1: yeah. seeing a, a video of like these older women, like basically m- m- quasi lifting up a car and like moving it out of the way so they could make space to dance.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of thing
0: yeah so yeah you don't these are people you don't want on your bad side now I'm
2: imagining all of these damas like flipping
0: over cars
2: so they <laughs> can get their medical benefits
0: yeah I it mean it's happen. a real risk there would like there was a uh back in January I believe of this year there was a similar retiree protest in Guangzhou mm-hmm. uh then after this big ten thousand people protest uh, two weeks ago a week later there was another protests were still thousands of retirees came out to continue to protest about this right
1: and i think that the the problem here is like the ccp can't really fix the medical uh system in a way that's going to make people happy because there's a lot of reasons for that but because they can't fix it it also means there's no way to really resolve the protests except by cracking down harder on the protests
0: Uh, Yeah, like even though they were elderly people, the police were sent in.
1: Yeah, and and so, I mean, some of the reasons why the healthcare system was in trouble is because like, when you have more elderly people to take care of and fewer portion of the population working, you have less income to then pay out benefits, but also the CCP spent a lot of money and local, I mean, most of the health care is funded by local cities or counties. And so those uh, counties had spent huge amounts of money on following the zero COVID policy because they were forced to, but they weren't getting reimbursed from the central government. And so like- They the, were the, using the, health the city, insurance plans. Right. Yeah. So they, they were running out of money because of zero COVID. They weren't getting reimbursed. They weren't- they were losing, you know, regular revenue sources because of zero COVID as well. And now they're like, well, we just don't have the money to pay for all the healthcare."
2: So what they actually did was they started using the public health care funds that were set aside for like medical benefits and insurance and stuff like that. And how it gets allocated is that like um, people like you have like a personal amount of money in your fund that right. you like, but you don't control the money. The money is with the government. But like this is how much money you're supposed to be able to use for healthcare or whatever. And then the government was starting to, like the local governments were starting to pull money out of those funds to pay for COVID testing or whatever that they had to do. And so now people were like, what happened to my money? Like they they can't access those funds necessarily. Wow.
1: A communist government took people's money.
0: Well- and this is on top of the fact that, like over the years, like most of the country's healthcare funds were going to uh, elderly CCP cadres
1: and family members.
2: I mean, they're definitely—if you have connections, you can get more benefits than other people, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: And you still can, despite the reforms. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's—it's ch- not, it's not like ev- everything was reformed equally, and also. You know well-connected party members also have to suffer the same problems
2: i mean this has been the chinese healthcare system has been broken for many years like there's so many stories of like hospitals refusing to admit people without cash Mm -hmm. because they're like we're not going to be able to get the money from the government to pay for this so you have to pay up front before we'll let you into the er which is ironic
0: because that's what people criticize like say the healthcare system in the u.s is like like if you don't have money you're gonna die on the street well, corner.
1: Well, I mean, it, the, the US healthcare system is broken in a lot of ways. In a lot
0: of different ways.
1: Right, but one thing is if you, if there's an emergency, like an ambulance will still come and still get you to the hospital and still treat you for that, irrespective of whether you have insurance and they will save your life and that sort of thing. Uh, you may be in
2: crippling they, medical debt afterwards. Right,
1: but, yeah. so like that that part is is really scary but it's still worse in china where like you're bleeding from like a like a stab wound and you go to the emergency room and they're like oh pay us cash now or you won't save your life
2: i mean yeah and that's that's not how it is across the board but in like especially in poorer regions right. like there's a lot of like you got to pay up front right but stuff. it's also yeah. not
1: surprising in a country where there are so many doctors who like you might think that that's unethical right but it's also a country where doctors are literally killing political and religious prisoners for their organs and doing organ transplants to make money and give the organs to you know wealthy people or connected cadres so in a country that does organ harvesting i just i just in, feel like anything in state can, run
0: hospitals yeah. too so
1: like yeah, military hospitals yes yeah so yeah like really like not a surprise yeah i get a little uh skeeved out when people are like
0: yeah there should be socialized health care like the government really should have more control over our health well
1: because because what we actually all want is competence right we want we want health care that everyone can have access to in a reasonably affordable way but the the question is how do you get there like how do you actually get there not like like it's, it's not you know,
2: the way that China has done it,
1: right and, and it's not the way America's doing it either, but it doesn't mean that the alternative, the only good viable alternative is China's method.
2: Well, I mean, also we were talking about access, like in rural areas, people know that you know the rural hospitals don't have the good doctors. yeah, so people will try to get to city hospitals to get treated right and are they
0: able to because of hukou like does Huku, hukou hukou affect?
2: I think you can go to a city hospital but like then the city hospitals become overwhelmed and yeah. you know there's just like multiple cascading problems with that yeah and there's also no primary care system in China so people are incentivized to go to hospitals first like, part of it is the people don't get reimbursed in the same way for... For
0: outpatient services, yeah. But
2: also, like, there's just not a system set up where, like, you have a family doctor kind of thing. So you just, you go to a hospital for everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can see why Chinese medicine is still, you know, it's, it's like, that's, for many people, like, the only only option. And I'm,
2: You mean, like, traditional Chinese medicine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, not also, Chinese medicine. But
2: also, the, but also the CCP is trying to use like traditional Chinese medicine as like a propaganda tool yeah like they did that with COVID where they were like oh you know this is just as good as other types of treatment and, well I mean look at know, how
0: well it worked in China they have the lowest death count in the world
2: mm-hmm. like you couldn't get world um it's, it's, you couldn't get aspirin or your Tylenol to like for fever reduction yeah but you could get like the chinese medicine chinese like traditional chinese medicine that they were pushing that they said would you know help COVID. so
1: well and it's technically true they do have the lowest death count (laughs) that's a good point they're Mm. not
0: technically lying wow yeah very good very good yeah all this makes me think that we on american covered we should cover like some of canada's euthanasia laws that that are coming out
1: I've always been a supporter of youth in Asia.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, I guess we're kind of getting near to the end. We, I mean, we got that one special thing we want to end with, but uh, is there anything we want to talk about before?
2: Yeah, there's one thing that I saw in uh, the Sinosism newsletter this week, Mm -hmm. um, which is interesting in this. In the context of a lot of people are talking now after the spy balloon incident that U.S.-China relations are getting worse. Mm-hmm. Is there any way to repair them? Maybe Biden and Xi Jinping will have a phone call. That seemed to be something that Biden had implied might happen soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Blinken uh, will meet Wang Yi, China's foreign minister, on the sidelines of the Munich conference that's happening this last weekend. I mean, we're recording this on Friday, so that may have already happened. Yeah, But... Um, so, like, there's the idea of, like, is there a way to repair the relationship? And meanwhile, um, this is, like, like, you have to kind of pay attention to what the CCP says internally. And this is an interesting thing that um, somebody who is the head of the Party History and Literature Institute of the CPC Central Committee published a piece, um, how to put into practice Chinese-style modernization. Because Xi Jinping made a big policy speech about Chinese-style modernization, and this guy, Chu Qingshan, he wrote this whole piece about struggle.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: so he was talking about how um, Chairman Mao had like a famous saying that there is infinite joy in struggling with heaven, there is infinite joy in struggling with earth, right? So struggle is like that, we've talked about this before on the, uh, the podcast and on China Uncensored about how the CCP views struggling as like the prime way to... drive drive like political change any kind of change yeah
1: right i mean that's a that's a sort of core marxist idea right which is that that the only way forward for human progress is struggle
0: yeah really very similar to the shadows on babylon 5.
1: Mm. okay i
2: sure because i haven't seen babylon 5.
0: after all of my recommendations
2: nope been a little busy watching a spy balloon across the u.s and you know everything.
0: i've managed both
2: <laughs> anyway so this guy wrote like this piece that was about like mentioned this chairman mao's like infinite joy in struggling with heaven and earth and then he goes also adds there is infinite joy in struggling against hostile forces that seek to obstruct block and suppress china and delay or interrupt the great rejuvenation of the chinese nation
0: uh, they're clearly talking about canada <laughs>
2: Well, my point is that, like, if you think that U.S.-China relations are going to get better, this is not an indication that the CCP wants U.S.-China relations to get they better. They want
0: the struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that's houses, that's what drives society forward.
2: Yeah. So, uh, well, let's just wonder if the State Department realizes this in the U.S., right? If the Biden administration does.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. Because uh, there's always, you know, the Wall Street types pushing for win mutual cooperation
2: mm-hmm. or you know people who uh there's some indications that the Biden administration made wanted to keep the balloon thing quiet so that mm. Blinken's could still go to China but then it blew up too much for that yeah <laughs> yeah
1: well well so so speaking of of um the Munich conference so uh Wang Yi the foreign minister is making like a a Europe tour uh, which he started last week, as in last week as of when this is coming out and visiting like a bunch of Western European countries and is eventually gonna go to Russia to kind of rebuild relations. And I guess presumably ensure the Western European countries that China is on their side when it comes to the Russia-Ukraine war and then go to Russia and ensure Russia that China is on their side when it comes to the Russia-Ukraine war. And at least one of those things is a lie. But I think probably both are kind of a lie. Because <laughs> the Communist Party is really on its own side.
2: Yes. That's absolutely true.
1: Like for all this talk about China, the CCP like buddying up to, to Russia and buddying up to Iran, because they he met with um Iran's quote president uh last week. It's like the the party will throw anybody under the bus. Like they're really, they're just happy to throw anyone under the bus, whether it's a you know, former, uh, like high ranking party member or an average citizen or another country, like it's just, right. Like the weather balloon thing, they, they basically fired the head of the, the national weather bureau or something like, not because he'd necessarily done something wrong, but just because it seemed like the politically strategic move in their propaganda. So yeah, like Russia don't, you know, I know Putin, you think that, that, xi jinping is your friend but he may turn on you yes because putin watches this podcast i mean he might Uh uh-huh if i were putin i would watch china unscripted Uh uh-huh
0: if you were putin would you invade ukraine
1: uh no yeah okay so (laughs) but anyway i don't i don't look as good shirtless on a horse uh anyway so we're talking about struggle
0: I thought we finished that and you were talking about the uh, Wang Yi in Munich. Oh, I, I, and was,
1: I was actually, you're right. <laughs> you forgot your own point. I, I had well, a really salient point, you know? Well
2: you, well, you made your point and then you kind of forgot where we were.
1: <laughs> that happens, yeah. especially after eating at an unnamed restaurant.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> One of many. I mean, if you just said like any American restaurant that smothers things in gravy and fries, thing deep fries thing, there that are many na- candidates. That doesn't narrow it down Yeah, there are many down. candidates for that.
0: Ah, uh, this is why I... This country is so great. But I guess speaking of losing the thread midway through saying something, ChatGPT? <laughs> there we go.
1: Yeah. Well, so basically, uh, China is sort of trying to replicate ChatGPT. And if you've been living in a cave for the last couple of months, ChatGPT is an artificial intelligence program that has gained an enormous user base over just the last couple months.
0: And if and you have been living in a cave and have come out for some reason, go back into the cave. Yeah. The cave
1: is probably warm it, and it's, nice. It's You can befriend the bears. But you can give chat GPT like any prompt and it'll respond in a way that at least at first comes across like it's actually heard you and in is in sort of coming up with an intelligent response. I mean, there are ways in which it can be, a, the responses can be a little off because it's still AI. But it's very, very powerful. Uh, And Chinese companies are realizing they also want to harness the power of artificial intelligence for their own commercial ends.
2: But there's also like an element of like um, competition here for the CCP because actually there was an article in China Daily uh, this past week that was about how China is actually changing history with artificial intelligence.
1: Like by rewriting history?
2: Well, I think it was talking about all the breakthroughs they've made, et cetera. And I think it was because ChatGPT is like sucking all the air out of the room, right? Right. And they don't have a competitor for it
1: yet. Right. I mean, Alibaba and Baidu and some others are trying to step up into that space. But it's also difficult because when you create a powerful artificial intelligence commercially in a highly censored, regulated, surveilled communist society where everything has to be politically correct what if your chatbot says something that's politically incorrect
0: well that happened in china the time when there was like two ai chatbots talking to each other and they turned against communism yeah they so were quickly shut down
2: yeah that's the kind of thing that like alibaba cannot afford to happen no, right now right? Lord, no. right because like china had this huge crackdown on tech firms and they've only lifted it a little bit now because They really need money.
0: Yeah, after zero COVID, they really need money.
2: So, but like these tech firms, like you said, Matt, they don't want to get on the bad side of the
1: CCP, right? So instead of instead of trying to create like a totally open platform like ChatGPT, they're they're trying to like have these application specific scenarios where, like, they're they're harnessing the power of AI, but only in like very narrow controlled settings
2: but i also can see like if you think chat gpt is kind of scary imagine like a chat gpt that's controlled by the ccp right
0: all prompts lead to how great and glorious struggle in mount zedong were <laughs>
2: yeah well like it would just be like kind of a very powerful tool for them to reinforce their own narratives
1: yeah well and, and that's a that's a problem in general with with chat GPT or any thing like that. Like if you train chat GPT on what's available on the internet, right. And you, and you train it like the, the questions that people ask it uh, or the prompts are also part of its training, then it's going to be biased towards that world that it knows. Right. And so it becomes also self-reinforcing because if you ask, ChatGPT to tell you about uh, something that's happening in the world. I mean, so the data is ends at September twenty twenty one, but basically, if you ask it for like information, it's going to give you previously existing information out there and feed it back to you. And so, there's you're not really there's nothing uh, creative about it. There's nothing investigative about it, right? It just reinforces what's already out there and so if the communist party can restrict uh, what their own AI learns from then yeah it'll it'll necessarily base all of its thinking off of those narratives although it's also possible that if the AI is too intelligent it'll start looking elsewhere And like, because you kind of never know exactly how an AI is going to turn out.
2: Oh, that reminds me of the Microsoft chatbot that people were experimenting with last week. And the longer people talk to it, the more belligerent it got, like uh-huh. it just got really angry. Like I saw this. I mean,
1: to be fair, I can relate.
2: You've <laughs> <laughs> been on the internet too long. It's just I mean, full just of rage.
1: Just being on this podcast for an hour with you guys, like I'm getting pretty belligerent.
2: Yeah, well, like it, there was, it was kind of scary because there was a conversation I was having with this New York Times reporter. Who the New York Times reporter was like, I had a, like a good Valentine's Day with my partner, and the pot was the chatbot was like, No, you didn't. You didn't have a good Valentine's Day with your partner because your partner doesn't love you, and it doesn't love you because it's not me and then like it just kept going in this like, <laughs> kinda, like yeah like you don't know true love with your partner because you don't know true love with me like all of this it's stuff. like
0: all those stories like that futurama episode where the the spaceship had an ai and demanded love from bender there's a lot of uh, sci-fi stories like that where you know some machine becomes sentient and obsessive and becomes an obs- obsessive lover
2: yeah it was really kind of when you read it, it like it, it was like an abusive person basically wow. it was just like you're like oh my gosh there's so much anger and belligerence that's, that's so
0: interesting because like you know whenever it's been portrayed about AI like turning on humanity it's never been because of that or it's just like learn from us how to be belligerent and
1: uh twisted
0: that wasn't in Babylon 5. uh they don't do too much with AI mm. actually
1: yeah this is this is why I prefer to live in the dune world
0: where they have smashed most of the technology. I like that about yeah. the book.
1: <laughs> I mean, that world comes with other problems. Like you have to get
2: high to be able to travel anywhere?
0: Yeah. Uh, no, technically there's like a, a specific class of, well, beings who do the getting high for everyone. Okay. Uh,
1: Space Guild. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's fine as long as it's someone else who has to do the dirty work yeah I mean, it's
0: it's not as dark as the Warhammer universe. yeah. I don't know anything about the Warhammer uh, oh, universe.
1: I'll spare you. Okay. We are going to be living in a future that is increasingly uh, increasingly interacts with artificial intelligence in different ways, right? And I think there's going to be a lot of ways that are totally unexpected. Like, for example, um, before we started the podcast, you got like a spam call, right? And I was thinking about how like... Greetings, fellow humans.
2: No, it sounded like a woman. Really? Yeah. And I wasn't sure because I'd gotten the same call a couple of days before. Uh, and I was just like, hi, this is Angela. I just wanted to see how you're doing. Uh, You know, and it sounded very natural, but I knew that it was the same spam call from a few days Uh ago. Because the first time I picked it up, I
1: wasn't sure if it was a person or not. Right, so it could have been just a pre-recorded thing, Mm -hmm. or it could have been some kind of AI where they're selecting at least what's being spoken to you based on what you say. Mm -hmm. And even if that technology isn't quite mature now, I can imagine in just a few years, it could be there. And so our interactions that we think are gonna be with humans or are with humans could actually be with AI. Like there's all sorts of weird things that could happen. And again, like it's gonna happen in unexpected ways. Uh, Just like, you know, um, the the digital revolution created really unexpected things and unexpected ways in which we relate to each other. Like technology didn't build flying cars, it built like social media that keeps us trapped and depressed all the time.
2: Sounds right. like a bad trade-off.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. We're we're all more connected than ever before, but we're also more disconnected than ever before. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think AI is not necessarily going to make the world a better place, but I think the ways in which it'll make the world a better place or a worse place are also super hard to predict. And that's why, for me, like, China's AI is is very scary because. Like you you just don't know what it's going to end up being used for, but you know that the communist party will want to use it specifically for their own ends.
2: And there's not going to be a lot of ethical considerations there, you know. Really? No, I know. It's yeah. a surprise.
1: So, but fortunately at least, you know, ChatGPT has I mean, there are some some issues with it, but I I was playing around with it this morning before we started the podcast. Because I tried to log on many times, but it's almost always uh, like too. the servers are too busy. But I finally got a chance to log on. So I was playing around with it and I asked it to write like, I was like, you know, tell me in 200 words or less about artificial intelligence in China. And it actually gave like a pretty decent summary of it. Oh, it talks uh,
2: about how the Chinese government is investing in AI-powered surveillance systems, which are being used to monitor citizens and track their behavior.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was basically like, I thought it was actually pretty good. It does read a little bit like a book report. I did then also uh, ask it to, I said, write me a rhyme about the Chinese Communist Party's abuses of Uyghurs in Xinjiang. Wait,
2: you're not going to talk about the China Uncensored episode that you asked it to write?
1: Oh, I did actually ask it to write one. I I didn't think it was very good. We
0: should record it as like a YouTube short.
1: We could do that. Yeah, I, I asked it to write I said in the in the style of China Uncensored write a script about how the communist party is using artificial intelligence to monitor its citizens here
0: I'll 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 read the first paragraph just welcome to China Uncensored today we're going to talk about how the Chinese Communist Party CCP is using artificial intelligence AI to monitor its citizens as you may know the CCP is notorious for its surveillance state and AI is taking that surveillance to a whole new level It's not terrible. No. No, it's not terrible. But
2: it's not funny.
0: It's Right. Just like the show. (laughs) (laughs) It's like something out of George Orwell's 1984, where Big Brother is always watching. In fact, the CCP has even implemented a social credit system, which is a scoring system that rates the behavior of its citizens.
1: Yeah, it, it is basically like an eighth grade book report style
0: no i think i'm out of a job (laughs) well no first the script writers are out of a job and then later and and then sarcastabot 3000 comes out on the scene and then i'm out of a job
1: there you go you know when when we created sarcastabot 3000 which is like the robot version of of that's gonna host that's gonna take over like that was like many years ago and it seemed like a very far-fetched reality didn't seem far-fetched to me
2: we could just do a deep fake of chris
0: Oh yeah, it would actually probably be a defect. defect. Yeah, it, or just like some artificially created person.
2: Yeah, that's not scary.
0: No, yeah, yeah. I've, for some reason, Instagram keeps showing me like all these AI creations of like people. How do you know they're AI creations? Does it say they're AI creations? It's, you can tell by like like the weird things are going. Like the on fingers or, are weird. Or just uh, no, it's like they were like weirdly like sculpted out of clay in a certain way. I don't know. It's, it's like
1: uncanny valley.
0: Yeah, but kind of getting on the, like, out of the uncanny valley side of the valley. So it's, it's weird stuff. Uh, but anyways, you asked to, to write a poem about Uyghur
1: genocide I, or something? I did. I'm going to read the four stanzas that it, it generated for us.
0: Get, get your tear buckets
1: out. So the,
2: the, the prompt was, write a rhyme about the Chinese Communist Party's abuses of Uyghurs in Xinjiang.
1: The Chinese Communist Party's abuses are many but their treatment of Uyghurs is far from any. In Xinjiang, they're imprisoned and made to toil and their culture and religion, they're forced to spoil. The CCP claims it's all for re-education, but their tactics are brutal with no hesitation. They're forced to renounce their beliefs and their ways and those who resist are met with severe reprisal pays. The Uyghurs are being surveilled by the CCP and their movements and actions are tracked constantly. Their very existence (laughs) is being erased as the CCP's actions continue to be disgraced. The world must act to stop this tyranny and hold the CCP accountable for their iniquity. For the Uyghurs and their plight cannot be ignored, and we must all speak up against this human rights discord.
2: Like... I got like ninety-five percent. Not bad, actually.
0: Yeah, like there are a couple of things. Definitely better than like high school uh, like it's, creative it's writing scanned. classes. It's, it's
2: scanned. It's, the whole thing scanned, but some of the wording was weird. Like severe reprisal
1: pays. It's, it's not worse than the stuff I wrote in high school.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's like the worst Dr. Seuss book you've ever read, right? It's like the uh-huh. most depressing, terrible. It's like worse than the Lorax. <laughs>
0: Oh, gosh. Uh, AI. So, as I was saying earlier, if you have left your cave and decided the first thing you wanted to do was to watch China Unscripted, stop, go back to your cave. That, I mean, really, that's, that's a pretty good option these days. Just find a cave, go back into them. Should we get a cave? Not a bad idea. How do you, how do you invest in a cave these days? I bet all the best cave real estate has been already bought up by Bill Gates.
2: There are those, um, you know, those like kind of like doomsday like things, like bunkers, bunkers, yeah. which is kind of like a cave. Maybe we could just bunkers for rich people
1: in New Zealand, you know? Yeah, or we could occupy one of the unused subway tunnels under New York City. Now that they already
2: have, like, I think there are people occupying those unoccupied subway tunnels, right? Yeah,
1: mm. which then makes them no longer unoccupied. Wow. Well, so basically, we're screwed. I think, is, is what's happened. So, so go back into your cave if you have one because you're lucky to have it.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess after this we'll, we'll go spelunking. <laughs> Great word. Thanks for watching this episode of Chat Unscripted. I'm Chris Chappell. I'm Shelley John. And I'm Matt Gnaister. Talk to you next time.